BYU's running game in 2023 left a lot to be desired, but did it come on strong at the tail end of the season? What does that pretend for 2024 and beyond? We're talking about that in our position group debriefing on BYU running backs. We're also getting to know BYU's first addition via the transfer portal, Sam Vanderhaar, a punter transferring in from Pitt. Who is he? Why is he coming to BYU? You'll learn all that on today's show. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Appreciate all of you who are everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And of course, as we often say, this is your original daily podcast focused on all things BYU. And today's show is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Today's episode brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more with our friends at FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. All right, let's dive right in on today's show. And we are talking about BYU position groups, our debriefings coming out of the 2023 football season. And we've been going through these all week long. We've talked about the quarterbacks. We've talked tight ends. We talked defensive line and cornerbacks yesterday. We talked offensive line with Connor Pay. We're going to talk about BYU running backs now. And the thing about BYU's rushing attack during the 2023 football season was the start of the season was awful, frankly. And maybe through the first two-thirds of the season was almost non-existent and really crippled BYU's offense, not having the type of running attack that they anticipated or expected uh, going into the season. Now, down the stretch run of the season, BYU seemed to find some answers in the running game, simplifying the blocking scheme for the offensive line, like Connor Pay had talked about earlier this week on the podcast. For those of you who are everydayers with us, he talked about how they simplified some of that stuff, and it allowed them to get uh, more things going. But also, I think it also coincided with Aiden Robbins finally getting up to full speed, uh, being fully healthy for the first time all season long. And he really was the guy that BYU hoped to have all year long in just the final two or three games of the season. The nice part was if he decides that he is going to come back to BYU, and I sincerely hope that he is planning on coming back to BYU for another year in the BYU offense, I think the best is yet to come for a guy like Aiden Robbins. He runs extremely well for a guy of his size. Listed at six foot three, 240 pounds. He runs like a much smaller uh, guy out there. And it's really fun to have seen what he's capable of doing in BYU's offense in those final two or three games of the season. Can he translate that across an entire year? Well, the hope is he can do that because if he does, that could bode very, very well for BYU's fortunes during the 2024 campaign. Also, having a guy like L.J. Martin, the four-star freshman who came in after decommitting from Stanford and then coming to BYU, for him to have stepped into a very tough circumstance as a very, very young running back and to have done what he did, he actually led BYU in rushing on the season with just over 500 uh, yards on the year. It pretends that if both of those guys are back in BYU uniform next year, that means you have a phenomenal one-two punch at running back for BYU. And I would honestly expect that both of them uh, could be the quote-unquote bell cow back and it's obviously good to have guys that can play off of one another the nice part is uh if 
either one does pick up an injury at any point, you know you can kind of turn to the other guy and say, okay, it's your job for now until they come back. But beyond that, the other thing is BYU had other guys who contributed in different roles. You had Deion Smith come in for his lone season, uh, transferring in from the University of Colorado, and he played a big role at, at multiple points during the season. More uh, of an ability to play on the edge, uh, take uh, catch passes out of the backfield, contributing that way. It was nice to see that, and obviously wish him well as he moves on here. But then also Miles Davis had his moments uh, during the season as well. Davis has just kind of been this guy that has like always had this uh, incredible potential, and you see him on the football field, and there's just this glimpses of absolute brilliance as a running back. Can he finally channel that and really become what he hopes to become uh, for BYU? We'll find out, but it's nice to have him potentially as a number three guy, and then beyond that, you have a couple other guys who were uh, depth pieces uh, that should uh, return to BYU if they so desire, and should be able to contribute if called upon. Those include Enoch Nawahine, a transfer from Utah State, uh, who has been uh, doing very, very good things on the scout team, uh, by and large, for BYU, and then also Hinkley Ropati. Obviously, uh, Hinkley suffered a season-ending knee injury during training camp. Uh, I would imagine if he wants it, he can petition for a medical hardship waiver to come back for another season because he was a senior going into this year. But when you don't play a single game in a season, the NCAA rules stipulate that you are more than qualified to apply for that medical hardship waiver. And I would hope that Hinkley uh, decides uh, to come back and run it back at least one more time for BYU. My personal opinion, if you have that whole group of those guys coming back to BYU next year, You've got a fantastic core of running backs to rely on, and I think that's a big reason why, from what I understand, Nukulove Halu, uh, obviously a former standout running back from Tooele High School that BYU was very excited uh, to have signed with the Cougars. From what I understand, that he ended up uh, moving over to the defense and playing linebacker for BYU uh, in the final uh, month or so of the season. Is that a permanent move? Does he move back to running back? Uh, I would imagine that if all these bodies in front of him on the depth chart do return to BYU next season, I'd be hard pressed to think that uh, Luve thinks you know what, I want to go right back to running back and have to compete uh, for uh, scraps uh, seemingly of reps. The linebacker position is going to be thinned out. You obviously have guys like A.J. Vong, Pachon, and Max Tooley moving on here, so maybe he's thinking, you know what, I have a better chance to play if I go over to linebacker, and you wish him nothing but the best moving forward here. So, I really feel like BYU's running back position in many respects uh, was failed by the fact that they could not stay healthy all year, and that included Aiden Robbins and L.J. Martin. Both of them picked up injuries. I already mentioned that you had Hinkley Ropati go down for an entire for the entire season. The injuries did not help. I think the blocking schemes being too complicated and the offensive line just not being in sync for a large portion of this season absolutely hurt BYU's chances. And then some of the blocking on the perimeter as well from both the tight ends, the fullbacks, as well as the wide receivers at times uh, failed BYU's running back. So the hope is that going into next season, they will be much better at cohesive as a unit on the offense. Now that's obviously going to take uh, a new quarterback under center, if that's Jake Retzloff or somebody else, uh, to get in sync. The offensive line will be jumbled once again with some guys expected to depart the uh, program. Uh, I would imagine Kingsley Suomata'ia is not back. We'll find out on Connor Pay and Braden Kime at some point down the road here. Uh, Paul Miley has already uh, uh, exhausted his eligibility. So there is going to be a lot of transition, maybe not necessarily as much as this past year for BYU's offense, but the hope is they will be better uh, prepared to absorb and kind of handle the the things that they dealt with this year that really hampered that rushing attack. And the biggest thing is to have those running backs, most notably Aiden Robbins as well as LJ Martin, have them stay happy, have them stay in the program, obviously, with the transfer portal always looming out there. And then at the same time, uh, have them go out there and produce like they did down the stretch uh, run of this past 
season. And I think things could look a lot better suddenly for BYU going into 2024. Is that absolutely going to play out the way you expect it to? No, never. nothing ever uh, seems to play out that way because you always have your own uh, different variables in any single game. But the nice part is uh, for a program like BYU, I think that they are uh, set up uh, to continue to do very, very good things. And we'll see uh, where things ultimately shake out for that running back position. But I'm intrigued. I really hope that the, the what we saw in the final, I'd say about three games, Iowa State, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State from the running backs, I hope that is exactly what BYU envisioned having all season long. And if those three games are truly what BYU's rushing attack can be, 2024 can be very, very good uh, for BYU in the running back department. All right, coming up here in just a minute, I uh, had a chance to catch up with BYU's uh, first and so far only addition via the transfer portal. That'd be Sam Vanderhaar, a transfer in from the Pitt Panthers. Uh, he was teammates uh, with Keaton Slovis. Uh, he will explain exactly how he ultimately decided to uh, transfer to BYU, what he's most excited about uh, doing with the BYU football program. And we will get to all of that here momentarily. Now, a word real quick on our friends over at FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot with our friends at FanDuel. Right now, new customers, you get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Simple as that. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action and do it right now because the app is super easy to use and there's a wide range of betting options including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. And the best part is it doesn't have to just be football. If you're interested in bad basketball, college hoops with BYU in action tonight. Uh, no matter what you're interested in, FanDuel has got the options for you guys. Once again, it's all available inside their app. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get started today. Once again, it's FanDuel.com slash locked on today. Have some fun with NFL season, NBA season, or even uh, college uh, basketball or any other sport season you happen to be interested in. And it's all courtesy of your friends, an official partner, uh, your friends over at FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Today's show is brought to you by our friends also over at uh, UCCU. Now, Utah Community Credit Union, my friends, has got what they call their Learn and Earn feature. It's inside the UCC mobile banking app and is paying your entire family to learn about money. All of us want to be smarter when it comes to our finances. And as many times, people ask you a question about money, and you're like, I don't know the answer to that. The best part about the Learn and Earn feature is it breaks down those financial topics into fun, bite-sized games and uh, trivia that make it easy to learn. And the best part is you accrue points after you complete a lesson that can be redeemed for gift cards to a myriad of retailers out there. And they want to make it as simple as possible for you guys. The best part is there's age-appropriate content for every member of the family. You all can compete against one another and track your progress on leaderboards. And at the same time, uh, redeem those points you all accrue for those gift cards as well. It's a really, really fun feature. It's all available inside inside the UCCU mobile banking app. Uh, you can play anytime, anywhere. And of course, the more you learn, the more you earn. Simple as that. It's all courtesy of your friends at Utah Community Credit Union, part of their Be Money Smart Youth Banking program, which is helping kids, teens, and parents become more, become, become more financially literate together. It's all courtesy of your friends over at UCCU. Love where you bank. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. I uh, want to say a big shout-out to Riken. Uh, he is out. Uh, uh, he'll be actually on his way uh, to BYU in Fresno State. Uh, we announced, we uh, contacted him uh, yesterday. He was our winner of the tickets to the Fresno State game. Now, I do have tickets for next Tuesday against Evansville. Uh, BYU will be back in action, back in the friendly confines of the Marriott Center after making their annual trip uh, to uh, the Delta Center uh, coming up tonight. But if you would like to go to that Evansville game, here is how 
how you're going to do it. We have a new uh, text uh, community is what we're calling it. It's called Subtext. It's a it's a way for you guys to communicate with me directly, literally via your phone. You can send me texts, ask me questions, contribute to the show that way, give me thoughts in real time. I can also relay information in real time to you guys as well. So if you want to win tickets to Evans DeVille, the game of BYU will be playing on Tuesday night inside the Marriott Center. What I need you guys to do is go uh, to Subtext. The link uh, the sh- is in the show notes, both on the regular podcast feeds as well as on YouTube, and uh, sign up there. It's a 14-day free trial. There is a subscription fee if you want to continue beyond that. But if you, I want you guys to sign up, see if it's right for you, see if you want to be a part of the community. It's, like I said, it's a direct link or a get, direct gateway, I should say, to communicating with me on the show. Uh, if you would like to be a part of that community and also, like I said, win some tickets to, to the Evansville game on Tuesday night, uh, text me uh, via uh, that app and let me know that you're interested and we'll get you hooked up. We've got uh, three pairs of tickets as well as a three-pack. So uh, we've got a bunch of tickets uh, to hand out with nothing more than to reward you guys. And like I said, sign up uh, for the subtext community right now. Please welcome in now new BYU punter Sam Vanderhart to the Lockdown Cougars podcast. Sam, thank you so much for taking some time. How are you, sir? No, thank you for having me. Yeah, no, I'm very well, thank you. How you doing? Doing great. Uh, well, first off, congratulations on the commitment to the BYU football program. Uh, how does it feel to have it all all signed, sealed, and delivered and to be a member of the Cougars? Yeah, it feels very good. Uh, I'm very excited, obviously. Um, you know, obviously I know a special place BYU is, and um, I went on a visit, you know, sort of last week of June, and pretty much fell in love with the place, to be honest. So, um, yeah, very excited to sort of announce now. Now, you mentioned the fact that you came out on a visit on June, obviously, so you sat out this season, obviously. Uh, obviously, you're a transfer from Pitt. Uh, how did that all go down, obviously, uh, finally deciding on BYU? What led you to decide that, hey, I, I want to go to Provo and play for Kalani Satake? I think the relationships that I just kind of formed on the visit, I know it was only a very short visit um, with the coaches and even some of the players, it was just – I think I just realized that this was definitely the place for me. Um, and obviously my wife, Hallie came on the visit with me and she was kind of in my ear telling me to commit. So it was, uh, that also helped the process, but, um, yeah. And I just, obviously the, the area itself is beautiful in the university and, um, yeah, I want to come to a program where I can contribute and ultimately win really. Now, you did uh, spend time with the University of Pittsburgh, uh, punting for the Panthers there. Uh, did you cross uh, paths with Keaton Slovis? Obviously, BYU uh, got him this past season as their quarterback. Uh, were you guys teammates for a time, it looks like? Yes, sir, we were. Yeah, Keaton's a great guy, and um, I'm not surprised with the success he had this year um, with BYU. So, yeah, it was kind of cool. It was a bit weird seeing him on my visit. I was just a little bit like, what's going on? And he was a bit surprised, obviously. Uh-huh. Um but yeah, so it was it was pretty cool just to see him again. Now, if I'm not mistaken, you're you're part of the pro kick uh, contingent of uh, Aussie rules guys. Who, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, you grew up playing Aussie rules football and then transitioned into uh, as uh, a former Utah punter in the na- by the name of Tom Hackett, kicking uh, the the pigskin around the around the football yard. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. So um, I obviously joined pro kick in uh, 2020, mm-hmm. sort of during the you know with COVID and everything else. Um, and yeah, Johnny, Johnny Smith and, and Nathan Chapman there, obviously they've got a phenomenal program and they were kind of the ones that facilitated the transition into American football and ultimately ending up at Pitt. So, um, yeah, they're great. And obviously you can see the success they're having this year with all the, all the Australian punters that are over here. 
Well, and that's the thing about it is there's kind of been like this influx of uh, of Aussie rules guys who you guys uh, grew up playing that sport. And the one thing I, I, I've been intrigued by is the fact that most of you guys who play Aussie rules football, you can kick almost equally well with both feet. How do you guys train that growing up? Yeah, it's a little bit unusual, I know, over here, obviously. Um, I guess just from a young age, my old man back home just sort of said that it was going to be an advantageous skill to learn, um, and I took to it pretty early. I think I started sort of learning on both feet at about 11, um, and then that just kind of kind of kept me in good stead with, obviously, my career back home in, in Aussie rules football and then coming over here. So, um yeah, it's something that's kind of just not that unusual for me just because obviously it's something I grew up doing. Um, but I can understand looking at it initially is a little bit strange. But, uh, yeah, so that's kind of how it all started. Do you have the ability to punt the football with both feet or do you prefer one or the other where you have a dominant foot? I would say my right is ultimately probably the more dominant one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I spiral right, but I sort of roll out left and right. Okay. Um, and rolling out left and right, is, it's not too dissimilar. Um, but I guess if I had to put a kick on my life, I would definitely roll out in my right for sure. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah. Coach Papinga, obviously the special teams coordinator, I'm sure you've uh, developed quite a relationship with him. Uh, what has been the communication from him as to what he expects you to do as a member of the BYU football program? Yeah, he's been phenomenal. Um, you know, we've been in constant dialect since, since June, obviously. Um, he just wants me to come in and compete. Obviously, i I got to come in there and, and earn the starting job and just try to put my best foot forward. Um, and then whatever role they sort of see they want me doing, you know, whether it's rollout, spiral, you know, obviously pooch pump, banana kicks, whatever it is, um, you know, I'm confident I can sort of do whatever is required of me. And um, But as I said, I just want to get there in January and sort of earn the respect of the teammates first, earn the job, and then sort of go from there. Well, and that's the thing about it is so uh, they've had a pretty traditional style punt over the last couple of years uh, with Ryan Rico running things. Uh, have they indicated they'd like to go more of the uh, kind of, you said, the rollout, the ability to kind of do different types of punt with you uh, back there? Um, not necessarily. I think they sort of have, they sort of just want to be able to do everything. Okay. Um, obviously not that Ryan can't. Obviously he can, mm-hmm. he can do whatever he likes. Um, as we can see this year, he was phenomenal. Um, but yeah, I think they sort of just want to be able to sort of do, you know, whatever, like whatever's going to be my strongest, um, asset when I'm there, that's probably what we'll run with. But, um, yeah, obviously I just got to go in there and, and do whatever's asked of me and, um, just compete really. Now you did mention that you are married earlier on, uh, how long you've been married for and, uh, what does your wife think of Provo? Yeah, Hallie, Hallie loves Provo. Um, ever since we got there, she was definitely a big fan, as I mentioned earlier. Um, but we got married last June. Okay. So um, been together about four years. Um, and she's been great, just sort of having her as a backbone and support. So, yeah. Well, you'll fit right in because there's quite a few BYU guys. I'm sure they pointed it out. There are a number of BYU football players who are married. A lot of them have children as well. So it, it kind of fits right with the whole thing that BYU is all about, it seems like. For sure, yeah, that was one thing they sort of let me know because obviously coming from Pitt, I think there was one other guy on the team married and then and then me, um, and I am 26, so I'm a little bit older. Okay. Well, and then obviously coming on my visit, um, they let me know that there was about 30 guys married, I think, and I, I thought that was unusual, but in the, in a good way, obviously, you know, because there's just more guys that probably I have more in common with. 
Now, you mentioned that you're a little bit older as well. What ultimately pushed you to decide that, hey, I'm going to go punt American footballs versus continue playing Aussie rules football? Um, I just sort of thought it was something I would give a give a crack with. Obviously, I know the success Pro Kick had had, um, and you know I knew that I could kick the ball okay. I guess so. I was like, all right, well, I may as well just go and give it a try. And um, my wife, being American, I just sort of sort of was a good opportunity for me to be able to come over here. And um, you know, I was I was blessed enough to be able to get an offer from Pitt and kind of just roll with it from there. To be honest. And then, what ultimately led you to decide that you wanted to find a different program outside of Pitt? Um, I think obviously I just evaluated the year that I had at Pitt and, um, you know, I just sort of decided that it probably wasn't the best fit for me in Halley um, and then kind of just entered the portal from there. And, you know, it's had obviously contact with um, Coach Pop once once I entered the portal and um, once I got there from a visit, it was sort of a no-brainer. You know, I went there and I think just the culture and, and the way that the coaches are definitely is very evident just from early on as soon as we got there and, um yeah, I, I probably knew in my mind that I was going to call it home after that visit. What was the most, I guess, surprising thing when you first got to Provo to you? Probably the mountains. Okay. Yeah, the mountains were, were full on. If I'm being honest, you know, rolling in there, I was like, all right, well, I'm used to Pitt being a very sort of urban city. Mm-hmm. Um, and then going into Provo, I was like, wow, that's that's full on. So that was, uh, that was it. But, yeah, I mean, obviously in, in regards to the university and the stadium and everything else, it was – that was also really cool to see because you see photos and you sort of think, all right, that's got to be edited. That's got to be a bit of a green room type setup. Um, And then going there, I was like, wow, no, that's actually, that's the real deal. So, well, and you're a kid, if I'm not mistaken, you're, you're from Melbourne. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yeah. So I, so how how different is Melbourne versus Provo, if, if, if it is at all? Because I've, I've talked with some Aussies and they say it's not that different in cer- certain ways, but other ways it can be. Oh, no, it's different. Yeah, it's 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 very different. Mel- Melbourne's great in its own right, but it's just a different city. It's obviously very sporty and very artsy, but it's it's um, it's got a lot of different layers to it. Not Obviously, I don't know enough about Provo to probably comment on that aspect of it, but I guess uh, aesthetically it's it's entirely different. You know, obviously Provo is probably one of the more beautiful sort of areas I've seen. Um, I think this is the difference. I've been to Denver, for example, okay. and obviously the mountains are prominent there, but Provo, it's like almost in your face, you know? So that's probably the biggest difference where I was just like, wow, this is, this is obviously a great spot for Hallie and I. Now, the last thing I've got for you, but probably the most important question. Have you had the fortune of meeting uh, the one, the only Johnny Linehan yet? No, I've been hearing whispers about who that guy is though on, <laughs> on Twitter. He's, he was the Kiwi, wasn't he? The, yes. The he's a Kiwi. Yes. Right. Yeah. I'm going to message that man for sure, though. Uh, I'm sure there will be plenty of comparisons between the two of you, the whole Aussie versus Kiwi uh, dynamic at play here. But it's always good to have another Australian in Utah. I'm a guy who I work in sports radio here in Salt Lake. I don't know if you know who Joe Ingles is in the NBA. Uh, I yes, got So he's from Melbourne. Came on my radio show for eight years while he's playing for the Utah Jazz here in Salt Lake City. And uh, it's always good to have more Aussies here in the, here in the Beehive State, I can tell you that much. No, I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm already, you know, feeling the love from all the fans and um, even a few of the boys on the team have sort of reached out. So that's been really, really nice to feel really welcomed. And uh, to be honest, I just want to get there and and get cracking. So I'm excited. Well, we look forward to uh, seeing you show up here in January. Obviously, go through winter workouts, uh, spring uh, football, et cetera. But, Sam, thank you for taking some time to join me here on the podcast. And uh, best of luck with everything moving forward, all right? 
No, thank you very much, Jay. I appreciate your time. There you go, Sam Vanderhaar. A big thank you to him for taking the time to join us here on the podcast. Really appreciate him explaining what ultimately led to him uh, coming to BYU. Uh, really interesting story because you heard him say when he showed up in Provo, he just like, you know what, this is where I want to be. And uh, he'll fit right in. It feels like he's an older guy, obviously played uh, Aussie Rules football growing up, and he's now 26. As I understand it, he's got three years of eligibility remaining, so uh, he's got some time to compete for playing time for the BYU football program and uh, wish him nothing but the best. And we'll find out. I, I don't know the status of Ryan Rico uh, as, as re, with regards to him potentially moving on. He was all second team uh, Big 12, obviously, for his efforts this past season. Wouldn't surprise me in the least to see him decide to chase his fortunes in the pro game. But at the same time, if he wants to run it back another year, the nice part is you have a guy like Sam Vanderhaar as well as uh, Landon Rico, uh, the younger brother of Ryan, all there in the mix uh, to punt for BYU. And it looks like there'll be a nice competition. The one thing I, uh, that we've already talked about is that uh, Sam brings the ability to do that rugby-style punt. Roll out right, roll out left, and boot it that way. Uh, it just changes the dynamic and the overall look of your punt unit. Uh, and I think it's something that was very attractive to Kelly Papinga and BYU special teams coaches. So once again, uh, big thanks to Sam, and make sure you follow him on Twitter as well, and really do uh, look forward to catching up with him again down the road and uh, reacting to how things are going uh, at, once he enrolls at BYU uh, during the winter semester and beyond. Alright, coming up here in just a minute, uh, we will wrap up today's show with a look at a very busy Friday uh, for BYU sports. They're all kind of piled on top of each other, but three very, very big contests for three of the bigger sports on campus. Uh, I wish it was stratified a little bit better, but alas, it is not. Uh, We'll talk about all that as we continue on right here on Locked On Cougars. A quick word on our friends over at LinkedIn, though. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you guys need to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team. More importantly, they do it faster and for free. You can go online and uh, get those quality candidates lined up in a row. And it's the best part about this is LinkedIn is not just another job board. It's a vast network of more than a billion professionals. That's a billion with a B, my friends, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy that, in fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate with just within the first 24 hours of their job posting. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing, wearing so many hats and might have, not have the time or resources to hire. Best part is, with thankfully, with, with LinkedIn, the re- process is intuitive, quick, and easy. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process that much easier and quicker. So it's, it make it as simple as possible, my friends. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege to get started for free uh, with our friends at LinkedIn. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars a part of your day. Thank you for making it your first listen of the day. I really do appreciate your guys' support of the podcast. And I uh, hope you guys are having a fantastic Friday whenever you hear and or watch this. Really do appreciate uh, the, those of you who have already signed up for the Subtext community and those who will continue to sign up for it. Uh, happy December. We are now, what, 24 days away from Christmas. It's Crazy to think that the year is coming to a close that quickly, but at the same time, it's been a it's been a really really a fun year as well. We still got a really really big month ahead. We've got uh, recruiting ongoing. We have got uh, transfer portal opening up on Monday. Uh, my plan is on Monday is I'm gonna over the weekend I'm gonna start doing some digging, asking around, and kind of get a feel for okay what position groups from my perspective BYU needs to focus most on in the transfer portal cycle as well as recruiting, and then also uh, where uh, some options may be in terms 
terms of names I'm hearing as well. So we'll have that for you guys on our Monday edition of the podcast. All right, before we go on today's show, congratulations to Bella Felino from the BYU Women's Soccer Program. Uh, she is the recipient of the Elite 90 Award for the 2023 NCAA Division I Women's Soccer Championship. Uh, she is a senior working on her Master's of Business Administration degree and is currently carrying a 4.0 GPA. Anybody out there who has been through a master's program and more importantly, just even has gone through college and been a student athlete, I can tell you that carrying a 4.0 GPA is the rarest of rare things. She was presented with that award during the Women's Soccer Banquet uh, Wednesday night in Cary, North Carolina. The Women's Soccer Program is in action uh, tonight as they take on Stanford at 6.30 p.m. Mountain Time. That's in Cary, North North Carolina at Wake Med Soccer Park. This is a huge opportunity for BYU. This is the Final Four. You win this match, you advance to the College Cup Final, and it was uh, interesting to hear uh, what BYU's uh, thought process is this year versus their previous trip to the College Cup. This time they're going for the win. They felt like in some ways, I was hearing Jennifer Rockwood talk about this, where she felt like in some ways the novelty of making it to the final last time was cool and all, and that may have affected the players to a degree she felt like, but now it's all... uh, all in on winning a national championship. And I can tell you this much, knowing Coach Rockwood, she wants nothing more than to win a national title and uh, bring one home to BYU. They're two matches away, folks, and they've got nothing but the best opportunity to do it. And obviously, they have to get through Stanford in this match tonight. You Also, if you're looking at other games going on, that kicks off at 6.30. I guess the first kick at 6.30 down in North Carolina. Then at 7 o'clock, you've got women's volleyball uh, taking on Wake Forest. Uh, not Wake Forest. Where did Wake Forest come from? Weber State. They both start with a W. Uh, Weber State in the first round of the NCAA tournament in their own right. Uh, they're hosting the first and second rounds. Uh, should they win that matchup against the Wildcats, they will advance to face the winner of uh, it's uh, Arizona State, who's the five seed, BYU the four seed, and I believe it was Georgia was the other one, if I'm not mistaken. That's it's, it's in their group, so uh, the second round will be tomorrow night at 7 o'clock inside the Smithfield House. Uh, by the way, if you want to watch the women's uh, volleyball, you can check that out on ESPN+. And then, oh, by the way, finally, you have men's basketball in action. They are up at the Delta Center once again, taking on the Fresno State Bulldogs. It's their annual trek up to Salt Lake City. Uh, it's a great opportunity if you have not gotten tickets already uh, to go out. You can obviously spend some time downtown in Salt Lake City and check out the, the Christmas uh, uh, decorations. I know that Temple Square is not as uh, lit up as you probably would like it to be, but they have a, do have a small portion of it that will be lit up, so you can go over there, wander over to City Creek, get some food, enjoy the ambiance of one of the high-end uh, shopping uh, destinations in Salt Lake City, or go over to the Gateway. You have so many options. That's the best part about this in Salt Lake City, and you, by the way, you can watch BYU men's basketball. Uh, likely run their record to 7-0, the 19th-ranked Cougars. So a lot of fun sports in action tonight. If you're going to sit home and watch them, you probably have to go try screen, go with three different screens all at once, but uh, we're wishing nothing but the best for the women's soccer, women's volleyball and men's basketball programs all in action this evening. All right, so there you go. Uh, That's what I got for you guys on this Friday. Uh, I am going to effort. I'm not 100% certain I'll be able to pull it off, but if I am, I will probably do a postcast after the BYU basketball game. I will be up there at the Delta Center covering it and looking forward to seeing how Mark's Pope's squad does at a neutral site. Obviously, it's to be the third straight game they have played in a neutral site venue. Obviously, haven't played those la- their last two games against both NC State and Arizona State down in Las Vegas. But uh, looking forward to it all the same. And like I said, I'll hopefully be able to knock out a postcast edition of the show. We've been posting our uh, debriefing sessions as well as individual uh, podcasts as well. So a lot of content for you guys to consume over the weekend. Of course, we'll reconvene on Monday. The transfer portal will officially be 
open. How wild is it going to be this year with the transfer portal? I'm thinking it's going to be even wilder than it's already been, and it's been a pretty wild ride in the previous two or three years that it's been a thing in college sports. So get ready. It'll be a, a crazy time, but looking forward to it all the same. And a big thank you as always to all of you for your support of the podcast. Can't do this without you guys, and appreciate all of you uh, checking it out, making it your first listen of the day, and of course being everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Until tomorrow, my friends, have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars Podcast. See ya.